We are around the corner from the trade deadline, so it's all about the rumors. KD, oh, God, that rumor's still hanging around. Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, what are the Celtics going to do? Something big, something small? We're talking about it all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rainy J's, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every day, Monday through Friday, with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you're a subscriber. Bonus podcasts as uh, they they come along, Friday night games. Sure, every once in a while I'll give you a bonus podcast there. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch the show on YouTube. Hop into the comments section there, join a growing community of Celtics fans very actively discussing the Celtics, the podcast, and all sorts of stuff there. So make sure you're subscribed as well. Uh, I want to thank you so much for making this show your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I'm also hosting a Q&A and discussion with Kendrick Perkins on February 21st at the Armory in Somerville. Uh, of Perk's new book, The Education of Kendrick Perkins. So Perk and I will be on stage. We'll be talking about his book. And then you, if you want to buy tickets, uh, you just Google the Armory at Somerville and uh, tickets are 40 bucks. It gets you a book. It gets you a chance to ask Perk a question. And I will be there to provide, I don't know, some level of sanity, maybe insanity. I don't know. Uh, I will be there doing something, some sort of job for, for that. Uh, so hopefully you will join us there. Uh, also joining us right now, Tom Westerholm, Tom underscore NBA. I host the discussion with Tom Westerholm yeah. multiple times a week. It's true. It's true. I, I need, I mean, and me, me and Kendrick Perkins are both essentially kind of the same level. You know, we're, we're pretty I much am, both, uh, both, both pretty well-known guys, you know? Yeah. I, I just, you can't, you can't talk about one without talking about the other. No, no. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. There's, there's too many similarities. You simply... <laughs> Too many. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's let, let's do. There are rumors. It's rumor season. It's a silly season. Uh, yes, it's the it It's yeah. This is the. Uh, this will be the uh, Wednesday podcast. Right. Today is Tuesday. We're recording Tuesday night. So Wednesday podcast, which means the trade deadline is right around the corner. Uh, so these rumors. I hesitate to even call them rumors. Well, are are going to go away, thankfully. I know people love this, but I, I, I just I can't continue watching people blow things out of proportion when people say nothing. So let's just start with the most nothing being said, and that's, of course, from Stephen A. Smith at ESPN. This is the rumor that won't die. Uh, Tom, you uh, I know you have thoughts on the... Uh, <laughs> How how this rumor persists? I do, I do. Um, yeah, it's it's my take essentially that this is like we are stuck on the infinite loop, the like the the true detective flat circle of time. We will never escape Kevin Durant for Jalen Brown 
trade rumors. They will never go away. And I here's why. I think it makes just enough sense and drives just enough click, just enough viewership, just enough eyeballs to continue on at like for a long time, right? Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe not a long time. Maybe this is the last one. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get lucky. But I just think like, on, like when you when you kind of zoom out a little bit too far, right? When you zoom out to like the truly casual level, to the to the point where everybody kind of sees a report come across their screen and they think to themselves, "Huh, I wonder this." Like that half thought. That is the Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant trade rumor because it's like, you know, I mean, look, Jalen Brown is the best. You know, if Jalen Brown was on the market, he would be the best player or asset available on the market. Like. He would be number one. He would be the best that you can do, which would make the Celtics the lead bargaining team, right? Like they, they would have the advantage over everybody else. Mm -hmm. And if you're the Celtics, I mean, like, let's not kid ourselves. If Kevin Durant was on the trade block, you would have to take a hard look at your team. Like you just would. He's Kevin Durant. The Celtics are, you know, plus 15 when Tatum is on the floor and Jalen is off. Like, like you can, you can talk yourself into Kevin Durant for Jalen Brown, when you look at like what that would do for the Celtics and the Eastern Conference and preventing him from going to a different Eastern Conference team, preventing him from from being on a team with Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie and, and you know, Cam Thomas, who all of a sudden is just going to average 45 points per game. Like, oh, man. Talk about you increasing could, your value at the trade deadline. Oh, just perfect timing for. Yeah. Um, but like so you can talk yourself into all these things and, and, and it's just like. It's so much simpler than all of that, though, because it's just why would the Nets trade him? And like if, if you were the Celtics, the price you would have to pay to force the Nets to trade him is too high. Like you're not going to do those things. Neither of those things is going to happen. So this is how we just get stuck on this loop, because, yes, the conversation drives clicks. It drives it leads podcasts. It it, you know, listens like views, all this stuff. We're all just sitting here talking about it because it keeps coming up. But like it's. Like, why would the, the Nets just acquired the pieces that they hope could beat the Celtics? They're not going to trade Kevin Durant. They just won, like, the standoff, you know, outside the saloon with Kevin Durant this <laughs> summer. Like, they just eyeballed him down and said, no, we're not going to trade you. And Durant was like, oh, fine, I'll show up. Like, <laughs> like, they just won that. Why would they trade him now? They're a better team yeah. without Kyrie Irving. And And then if you're the Celtics, again, You'd have to do Jalen plus a million other things to make the Nets even think about it at this stage. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. Just, it's nothing. It's, we don't live in a world where this makes sense. And this is where I turn into Sideshow Bob appearing on TV in order to decry it uh, for Simpsons fans who remember that episode. Uh, the It's the one where he kidnaps the kids and he tries to end TV and he's in the blimp. Anyway. But this is I, I'm I'm bringing up and discussing the rumor in order to decry it, and um, right, I right. I want to I want to share the um, the the quote that is at the heart of this. All right, I want to share the quote that's at the heart of this because it's this from Stephen A. Smith. I'm here. I'm doing this in breakdown mode. So if you're on, if you're on YouTube, you're seeing it. If you're listening, I'm reading it, but I'm breaking this down like a play. He says, quote, I'm hearing 
Now he's talking about Durant. I'm hearing that he's on the verge of potentially being moved. Hold on. Let's just stop right there. He's on the verge of potentially being moved. He's not on the verge of being moved. He's on the verge of potentially being moved, which is nothing. That means nothing. He's not, he's not going anywhere at this point. Then he says, obviously, we've all been speculating about that, that he may be moved. He said, it's right there. We've all been speculating. This is what drives me absolutely bonkers. Everybody speculating about a move suddenly makes it newsworthy, or it's just a bunch of people talking out of their butts, and we're going to say, oh, well, we've been speculating about it, so it's got to be something. No, it's not. It's speculation. Then he says, they're on the phone. I'm hearing Boston is making some calls. Okay, Boston is making some calls to Brooklyn after Kyrie got moved and said, hey, Kyrie's being moved. What else are you moving? What are we thinking here? So he says, keep your eye on that. Then he just drops Jalen Brown out of nowhere. Keep not a your sentence. eye on that. Not a, not a sentence. sentence. Not a keep statement. Your eye on that. Not a take. Just Jalen Brown, keep your eye on that. His name. <laughs> Doesn't say, I'm hearing they're gonna. They're making a move. No. They're offering Jalen Brown. None of that. None of that. Doesn't say anything. He just says the name Jalen Brown. Keep your eye on that. And then all of a sudden, it becomes uh, this big thing. And everybody starts going down this road. I bring this up just to implore all of you, listeners, viewers, dear Celtics fans, please learn the difference between an actual rumor and Stephen A. Smith doing his job, which is to get people to react. Learn the nuance between Stephen A. Smith just saying a, a word salad that means absolutely nothing. All of those words together technically form sentences. Those sentences say oh, nothing no. No. at all. Jalen Brown, period, is not a sentence. It does okay. not technically form a sentence. So, so okay. So, there's so, there are some sentences in there. But he's not saying anything. None of that said anything. None of that said the Celtics are calling and offering Jalen Brown. None of that said anything that people have been talking about. But here we go. The name Jalen Brown was dropped. The name Kevin Durant was dropped. Stephen A. Smith, who makes a an ungodly sum of money to do exactly this, to do exactly this whipping up of everybody, get everybody talking, and hey, it works. Congratulations. I have to now I feel like I have to get on the podcast and mention his name and talk about him so I can tell everybody don't pay attention to him. But it's too late because we're paying attention to him to say don't pay attention to him. It's 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 brilliant in a way. And look, he's great at his job. I don't watch him. Some people love him. That's fine. I'm not saying don't watch him, don't don't love him, whatever. I, I got nothing against Stephen A. Smith personally. No. Yeah. You know, nothing against him personally. He's doing a job. I just hate the job that he has to do. And I hate that people turn that into something that it's not. You know, that's that's right. Jalen Brown's going nowhere. Jalen Brown is going nowhere. Period. End of story. And end of segment. End of segment. That's it. <laughs> end of segment. What about Grant Williams? Is Grant Williams going somewhere? Uh, we'll talk about Grant Williams next. First, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs. If you want somebody to uh, join your team, much like people might want Kevin Durant or Jalen Brown or... Grant Williams to join their team. For you, you got to go to LinkedIn Jobs. Why? Look, small businesses, you 
uh, want to uh, get the best pool of talent so you can pick between all of the people who might have a shot at your job and you want to figure out which one is the best. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract those qualified candidates to your jobs with specific targeting tools, and they go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, the company, and LinkedIn's $875 million, million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Then you can identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs, connect with them fast and for free, makes it super easy to screen and rate applicants based on your qualifications, all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in develop, de delivering, sorry, delivering quality hires and leading uh, versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. That's linkedin.com slash MBA To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. We're talking about the trade deadline over here. Trade deadline is right around the corner. Lockdown has you covered Thursday, February 9th. Tune into Lockdown NBA on YouTube. Two o'clock to hear reaction from the trades that will change the rest of the NBA season. It's me, it's Nick Angstead, it's Pat the Designer. We're hosting this thing. Hop on in, join the discussion. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, all, all the talk about all the big trades. And uh, if the Celtics make a trade, well, there you go. There's going to be where the breaking news is going to be. So it's Locked On NBA on YouTube. Do not miss a deal. Grant Williams. I talked about the Grant Williams rumors the other day. Uh, but, you know, the, the the chatter still pops up because there are a lot of teams that I'm sure would love to have Grant Williams on their team. He's a good basketball player. Tom, here's my here's my theory about Grant Williams and the talks and why it's going to sound worse than it really is. This is a great opportunity for Brad Stevens to kind of canvas the league without making phone calls and engage what the what the interest is going to be in Grant Williams. What are people willing to offer him? What what are will, they willing to give in a trade? What are they what are they thinking about as far as uh what they might pay him. All of these things are things that when, when a team calls the Celtics and says, Hey, is Grant Williams available? Even if he's not, Brad will be like, no, well, well, let's talk. Well, what are you thinking? And he'll get a real good sense of when he gets into the summer, what the market might be for Grant. So I think this, you know, the chatter might persist for the next day. I don't think Grant's going to get moved. I think it, it doesn't make sense to move him. It makes more sense for Brad to just, say, hey, the phones are open, and get a real sense of what the league is thinking. So this way next summer, he knows what he's going to get into, I think, a little bit next summer, specifically because Grant is a f restricted free agent. And that that's the, re the real key here. The restricted free agency allows the Celtics to match. And if you have a loose kind of idea of what you might be matching, that puts you in a pretty good position when you're when you're negotiating. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree with you. Like, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think it makes any sense to trade a pending restricted free agent who like has like demonstrated value to your team. It is like cost controlled and you can like, you know, you can pay him this summer, even though you, you know, you aren't going to have a ton of wiggle room elsewhere. Like you've got, you know, all these things like that, that just kind of line up and then on the court, it just doesn't make much sense to send out the guy who just locked down Kevin Durant, who just played great defense against Giannis Antetokounmpo. Those are very plausibly two guys that you might have to face 
um, you know, dur- during the postseason this year as well. Like, you just you don't you you don't. I mean, you don't just give that guy away no. right now when there are no huge obvious holes in your roster. It doesn't. You're not going to trade Grant Williams for a backup big man, which is kind of the only, you know, kind of the only hole the Celtics have right yeah, now. It's like, you, you know, it's it, like in, unless you know. Unless our entire first segment was completely wrong and the Celtics are actually, <laughs> you know, unless time actually is not a flat circle, um, unless there's actually linearness to it. Um, um, I, I think that Grant Williams is going to stick around, but you're right. Like this is, this is a nice chance for Brad. It's a nice chance for, uh, for the Celtics to get a sense of, of where they, where they might be this summer. And, and uh, yeah, just how much of, how much of uh, Wick and Pags' money is going to be uh, forked over to uh, one Grant Williams. Yeah, it's such an interesting position because Grant Grant really doesn't have a ton of leverage. Um, unless no. a team comes in and says, we're going to offer you $25 million, which is just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen with Grant. So th- the number, I don't know where the number is going to land, but it'll land at a pretty, whatever it is, Grant Williams is going to be set for life. Like <laughs> That's going to land in a place where Grant Williams never has to worry about money again. Uh, and that's just the beginning of his career. I do think he's going to have a nice long career. I think he's a really good basketball player. Um, but the restricted free agency puts the Celtics in a, in a position of some power because they can match whatever is out there. Uh, Grant's only leverage, if he was anything other than a restricted free agent, would be exactly what you said. You don't have other avenues to, to, to fill my, so if I walk, good luck. All you have is the taxpayer mid-level. So I'm going to walk and you're going to pay some dude $6 million to come fill my spot. Okay. Good luck with that. So, but he doesn't even have that leverage because they can like, because he's restricted because he's just restricted at at restricted free agency. Listen, man, like as a team building tool, it is very useful. As somebody who cares a little bit about labor, it's bad. <laughs> like it's, it's uh, whew, not. It is, uh, it is oh, not player friendly. It is no, not. It's a big W for management. That's <laughs> what yep. that thing is. Yep. But yeah, yep. no. But that and that's you know to this for the on the Celtics end, that's big time because that's gonna that's gonna matter a lot when it comes to Grant's contract. The the only thing is you, you'd like to. I know I know how this is going to sound as soon as I say it. You'd like to rely on the humanity of both sides uh, to to come to an agreement and say, I know, in business negotiation of millions of dollars, humanity kind of goes out the window. But Brad Stevens is not a dick when it comes to negotiating. It doesn't seem. It seems like he's, you know, at least at least even if he takes a hard line then he's at least being honest. Like, this is, this is it. This is going to be our offer. I'm sorry. This is our value for you. And it may, it, he, he, he definitely has a way of, you know, the, the iron fist and the velvet glove. So he'll, he'll soften the blow somehow. Whatever number they come to, I think is going to be fine. If it's 18 or 20. Agreed. As, you know, we just had the the news that they're extending the collective bargaining agreement because somebody's going to opt out and they're going to, there's going to be a new CBA and there's going to be new TV money coming in. And in a matter of a couple of years, whatever the, the number might look like for grants, it's going to be fine. Uh, the the right. cap keeps going up and the, 
as as big as the numbers are growing, percentage of the cap wise, it's it's going to be right about what it should be. So, I think right. Grant, I think Grant's going to stick around at least for the short term. I think he's going to be a part of this team for the rest of the season. I think he's going to be a part of this team next season, and then moving forward, we'll see what happens as things start to change and. Al Horford ages out and other contracts come up and Malcolm Brogdon starts to, you know, like there's going to be a, a, a point here in a couple of years where changes are going to have to be made. And Grant Williams is certainly never going to be untouchable in a trade, but right now where the Celtics are, doesn't make any sense. Even if the, even if the price is too, too high, save it for the summer. Save it yep. for the summer and sign and trade him over the summer. You don't trade him now at the deadline. There's no pressure on the Celtics to make that move at the deadline. And Grant hasn't played particularly well recently, like over the last like few weeks. He's had a he's had a pretty tough stretch on both ends. And even still, it's just like the value that he could still potentially bring, like the value as an Al Horford replacement when I mean, Al Horford is so hard to replace and you can kind of see the avenue to where Grant does that. That's worth keeping around. That's worth paying some money this summer to just, you know, just to see like, cause if, if he can do that, that change, I mean, that's, that's a godsend for this team because I mean, look, Al's a really, really good player who is unquestionably getting a little older and like, yeah. you know, you're, you're going to have to find solutions for that down the line. So if Grant Williams can be a part of that solution, it's going to be worth your money. It's going to be worth, you know, the little bit of time that you have to invest now to, um, you know, the little bit of like discomfort that you have to kind of endure over the next few months. Like it'll be worth all of that. If he can do, you know, even, you know, even 80% of, of what you hope he can do. Yeah. And the, and the other thing I want to just caution as you bring up his, his recent slump caution people that the, the NBA doesn't work like Oh, the guy's having a slump. Oh, well, he's not valued as highly any uh, anymore. Right. He's not valued as highly by some people on Twitter. There are people who are tweeting, "Ah, trade this guy," you know, because it's the trade deadline and he's playing poorly. And one of the best like, tennis players in the world thinks they should trade Grant Williams. Right. <laughs> right. So, so I, that's that's not how the league works. They right. understand that there are ups and downs. So, uh, if there is a little bit of a slump from Grant Williams, that's not going to have somebody come in and be like, well, we would have given you three first rounders for him before, but now we're only going to give you one. Cause he's, he's been kind of bad the past two weeks. They value him, whatever they valued at him at, at the beginning of the season is pretty much what they value him at now. Right. Uh, and that's, that's just how people work in the NBA. So, uh, if he's highly valued by teams, they're going to want to pursue him. They're going to want to pursue him over the summer. The Celtics hold all the cards. They hold all the cards with Grant Williams. There's absolutely no need. Uh, if they traded him now for j- just to trade him, just to move him, that would be that would be malfeasance. That would be salary. That would be roster uh, just suicide for for Brad Stevens. That that'd be that'd be a bad 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 move. All right, let's uh, let's just wrap this up with some uh, some more rumors in just uh, a second. First, today's show brought to you by FanDuel. This year, I know you're gonna have a lot of apps at your Super Bowl party, but the only app that you really need is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Get it, apps? <laughs> We're really excited about our new sports betting partner. 
Uh, Locked On, you know, it's uh, the number one podcast network. So FanDuel, the number one sports book, is, uh, it just makes sense. And if you're new, great. That's fantastic. Actually, you're in a good spot if you're new to FanDuel. It's got great few, great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now. You can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I almost want your first bet not to win in that case. That deal is so good. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spreads to who will score a touchdown. I love the prop bets. You can get those there at FanDuel. The sports, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe. It's secure. It's easy to use. And best of all, when you win, you get paid instantly. Instantly. So join FanDuel today. FanDuel.com slash locked on to earn your no sweat first bet at on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports partner for sportsbook partner of the NFL. Please gamble responsibly. So, Tom, the Peyton Pritchard is is the only name that seems to be floating out there that has any kind of real traction in in uh, a move. What are the odds if you had to if you had to guess if you had to download the FanDuel sportsbook app? And bet on it. What odds did you put on Peyton Pritchard moving? Honestly, I think it's pretty low at this point. Um, and I, I think the Celtics, I, I, I mean, I think it would be kind of the Celtics to move him, um, you know, for all we've talked about it before. I do think that, like, when you look at what you could get back for him, it's not that significant. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe if like some like true. Uh, you know, like backup big type type uh, option comes available and that that team really values Peyton Pritchard. Maybe he came off the bench and played well against them and they're like, you know what, let's give this guy a shot. But I don't think that the Celtics are really going to be willing to like combine him with a lot of stuff. I don't think that they're going to want to like, you know, that like that they're going to want to, um, you know, I, I don't I, I don't think that they're going to trade a first round pick or anything like that. So, um, I, I mean, if I were to guess, I just think that like they're just going to ride this out like, you, you know. You can always you can always make moves over the summer. You can always fiddle with things over the summer. I just like the other t- the rest of the league is going to have to make moves to try to catch up with the Celtics, right? Like the rest of the Eastern Conference has to has to take a hard look at themselves and be like, do we have anything for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at the same time? And oh, by the way, Rob Williams is back now. Like that's that's for the rest of the league. I I think if you're the Celtics, you just you know, like things have gone really well so far. Like you've, you, excuse me, you've seen the pieces of a, of a really good team. Um, just kind of, it's already in place. It's already there. You just don't mess with it. Yeah. I, I don't, and, and you don't want to trade those picks. You don't want to get, you know, you don't want to get steppy and ruled into oblivion, you know, down yeah. the line just because you wanted to get a slightly better backup big. Like, I just don't think That's anything's going to happen. That's the key. Uh, the, the slightly better, uh, I think people will will say, "Hey, whatever you get a little bit better, you get a little bit better. You want you want to do that deal." And you hear the um, the edicts from Wick Grossbeck, you know, saying he want you know this go you go for it. We're going for it. He sounds like he's like really encouraging, uh, really encouraging. Bryce, is your dog coming to eat your dinner? She's trying to eat my tacos, and I'm gonna be so upset. 
That's okay. This is much more interesting than. Uh, so it's so bad you turned your mic off to yell at your dog to get away from your tacos. <laughs> oh, uh, there, leave my tacos alone. <laughs> Good girl. Um, I I think I I think the most likely thing that something I would probably like to see um, the Celtics do. You move Justin Jackson for a, a fake second round pick. You pay you pay like the Spurs or somebody to to take him or whoever has a, a a spot. You pay them to take Justin Jackson. You open up two spots and you use the end of the the, the two spots that are left to scan the buyout market, even if it's Cam Reddish, right? Yeah, like hundred percent. You know, like if you you're if you're basically trading. Justin Jackson for Cam Reddish. Like, okay, the Knicks don't want him. Nobody really wants him. Um, but he's still young enough where you're like, well, is it just maybe could it, could it be as simple as a change of scenery? Could he be helpful at all? Okay, let's give it a shot. You know, maybe you get one of the buyout bigs or something like that just to bolster the end of the bench. And, and you don't have to move Blake Griffin or, or somebody else. Right. You don't have to move Peyton Pritchard. Pritchard should be traded. I think at the end of the season, like he over the summer, they should yes. be like, okay, we're, we're doing you a favor. Thank you for everything in the middle of it. Now there's no need. And like, what's he going to do over the last two months? You know, just go and just, just play, play where you're, you're comfortable. You know, the role, you know, what everybody's looking for. Maybe you win a championship, you get a ring out of it and then you can move on and maybe get your opportunity. Yeah. Move Jackson, get open up two spots and then play 10 day contract, you know, and it's 10 day contract roulette and just, just go with it for, for now and, and see if somebody can't maybe hook on somehow do enough. And you go, Oh, oh this guy can actually help. Maybe. I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say cam reddish because I literally just saw a, a cam reddish rumor i was on hoops hype during the break and so i saw cam reddish so his name's front and center in my head it's not like i'm i'm pining for cam reddish but right. well but, i mean to, to add another name to the mix i, I thought danger cart uh ryan bernadoni on, tw on twitter had a pretty good one like it's like it's a little bit different tact but he you know he had like a fake trade that was like justin jackson and a and a second round pick for garrison matthews right it's like sure. okay you know like that that type of thing hundred percent take yeah you know little tiny little like if you want to take little pokes at things yeah but like justin jackson is the limit to me it's yeah like, yeah yeah totally totally don't don't mess with anything else oh let's wrap it up with this let's wrap it up with this because because Milwaukee's my dog out. is eyeing my tacos yeah, okay yeah you got tacos that you need to eat and they're better hot um and your dog's <laughs> about to get a free meal another well, i guess they never pay for meals yeah she hasn't paid for a meal in her meal. life <laughs> <laughs> freeloader yeah, um, they all are. Are the Celtics okay if they just tinker like like we say they did? Uh, especially if well, what if Milwaukee goes out and right upgrades Grayson Allen somehow, or Philly does something like is there is there a fear that the competition might do something, and the Celtics might be like, oh crap, maybe we should have done more. I mean, of course there is, right? Like, I, like the the Nets already did it. Like, 
Kyrie Irving was not going to help them win a playoff series. I, I'm not, look, I, I, I'm not, no, I love it. I'm not doing it. an anti Kyrie bit here. You know, like he wasn't going to help them win a series against the Celtics. Like yeah. maybe he would have helped them win a series against somebody else. You know, he's, he's a great scorer, all that stuff. But like they already made that move. They added Dorian Finney Smith. Now they have Dorian Finney Smith and Kevin Durant to throw it uh, at uh, Jalen and, and Jason. Like that's, yeah. that's tougher. That's good. Like that's good. That makes it tougher. Yeah. Those are those are moves that are going to happen. Like these teams are trying to beat the Celtics, but like you can't like you can't preact. You know, like you have to like you can't predict those things. Yeah, did you like that? Well, uh, it kind of came to me in the moment. Um, you, you can't do that. Like it doesn't work like that. Like you have to. Uh, you know, I, I think the nature of where the Celtics are, the nature of you know themselves as the defending Eastern Conference champions, as the the top seed in the Eastern Conference, like. You know, all you can do is is shore up the little things here and there that might help you, and and yeah, maybe bring on that Garrison Matthews because you don't trust Sam Houser anymore. Um, although, although, whoa, 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 whoa. hey, hey, listen, hey, hey, listen, I uh, mm, listen, maybe he just needed to start the whole time. Uh, maybe uh, maybe that's what needed to happen. Maybe it's time for uh, Al Horford to go to the bench. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, we went this whole podcast. I was waiting to see, and we were almost there at the end where I was going to wrap up and be like, I can't believe you didn't bring up Sam Hauser. I ah, mean, you, you had to know it was coming eventually, but yeah, yeah. I, contr- I, I, uh, I controlled myself until, uh, you know, the, uh, we're into the thirties. But, um, but you know, I like, I think that's it, right. You just, you got to try to make your roster a little bit better and you just got to trust that what you've built this this excellent team with, with tons of potential on both ends. Um, and like champ, you know, champ, like Eastern conference championship pedigree finals pedigree. You got to trust that that team's going to, going to roll. And if it doesn't, you know, and then it's, then it's to the off season. Then you, then you react yep. then. But I feel like that's where we've come to, right? You just got to react to whatever happens in the off season. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, this is, um, you know, we got one more podcast before the trade deadline and who knows. Wild. I won't- I'm always I'm always afraid that 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 tomorrow's podcast that Thursday podcast is going to be outdated the second I publish it. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I think the Celtics are going to be mostly quiet. I just don't I don't know that they're going to do a ton. But they do they do have that that TPE. So maybe they, yeah. they bring somebody in. Maybe they do bring somebody in with it and and oh well it's just weird too because it's like they got gallo it's like you just forget about that big old contract that's just sitting there like just sitting there yeah man yeah. like like i'm not just sitting there he's rehabbing he's doing a great job oh, all that stuff. the contract you, man yeah, but like yeah but the contract yeah. is what it is and I, I said i mean i said it from the beginning once he got hurt like once once you're out for the season you, at that age and that situation with that contract and the celtics Obviously paying the tax, but I mean, why pay the tax for <laughs> right. this money just sitting there? Use it to get somebody in. I'm sorry, Gallo, but the, the yeah. next season was like, I'm not worried about getting Gallinari next season. I've I've moved on from that. Why why not try it? But this is not know. an Isaiah Thomas situation. This will not no, curse you not. if you trade him. <laughs> no, but I don't know what's out there. I just don't know what's out there. I I sit here. And my brain tells me there's no reasonable thing that the Celtics can do, but the Celtics have so many tools to actually bring in a guy that makes decent money, so like a decent player, that you think oh, there's got to be something 
tinkering toward you know, like that that can upgrade your 9 10 11 spot and Brad Stevens talks about being foul proof where if somebody gets into foul trouble right, you can right. you know it doesn't matter you'd be like oh okay yeah just put this guy in and you're you're okay that level of depth is hard to accomplish, to, to to put together but they do have the tools to do it and they've got about I don't know where are we 48 hours or 30 some odd hours to to get that done. They have the opportunity to do it. I just don't see what it is. And I'm sure Brad Stevens is going to make us look stupid on Thursday. We're going to be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they pulled that off. How did he do that?" Well, look, it it just comes back to my original point, man. Time is a flat circle. This conversation (laughs) is a flat circle. We'll work ourselves back around to the Celtics not doing anything if we keep talking. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bad. What a a wild season. You know what's not a flat circle? Tacos. Go eat your damn tacos before the dog does. They might be flat by this point. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tom Westerholm. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks to you for listening. I uh, appreciate you all, uh, especially for hanging out till the very, very end. I love that there are people after I said, if you're still listening by the end of this, I was talking about the Phoenix game the other day uh, in the third segment. I was like, if you're still listening, you're a lunatic, hardcore fan. And people sending me messages like, yep, I'm a lunatic. All right. I'm like, I love it. I love you all. So that's awesome. Uh, if you are not a subscriber at this point, please subscribe. Please subscribe on YouTube. Trying to get to that 10,000 mark. Locked on Lakers. We pulled ahead of Locked on Lakers. And then all of a sudden they just ran away with it. I don't know if it's because LeBron is is so close to beating, you know, passing Kareem or uh, I don't know what, all of the drama and what they might do. It's just, it is interesting for people and Lakers fans. They're just subscribing in droves. Celtics. Not interesting enough, I guess, to subscribe uh, in that, in those numbers. I'd love it if you subscribe there. I'm guilting people into subscribing. That's what I've that's what I've lowered myself to. Uh, if you are a subscriber, I'd love it if you shared the podcast. Tell your friends and family that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics Podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>